This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb. 101.9 Chai FM it is, soul to soul, on a Friday afternoon here in Johannesburg. Welcome, welcome to all of you to our show. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy Friday afternoon to come and join us and listen, hopefully, to some words of inspiration on bit on the Pasha and as our discussion continues on the laws of of an Erev, on the kind of basic outline of of making an Erev. Hope you've had a wonderful, fruitful, and successful week, and that uh, the will of HaKadosh Baruch Hu happened to have coincided with your will, and Baruch Hashem, that everything worked out well. And now we get ready for a beautiful, beautiful Shabbos Kodesh. It's Shabbos Mavorchim. Shabbos Mavorchim Adar. Okay, it's Adarishon, because this year we're Zecher to have a double dose of Adar, but uh, that's certainly something to get doubly excited about. Uh, gives a little more time to plan for Purim and things like that. But yes, this is Shabbos Mavorchim, uh, Pashas Shabbos Kodesh, Pashas Mishpatim. Let's speak a little bit. There is so much to speak about in this week's Pasha. There are so many mitzvahs, so many varied and, and different issues. But as as tends to be, one kind of gets stuck at the beginning and doesn't necessarily move on. So perhaps a word on just the very, very beginning of the Pasha. The first Pasha that we discuss in this week's, uh, in this week's Sedra is the laws of a Jewish slave. And the, the Torah tells us that that is, if a slave has completed his six years of tenure as a slave, he was sold because unfortunately he committed the act of theft and uh, wasn't able to pay back, wasn't able to make a compensation for the theft. So therefore we sell him and the, and the money of the sale and whatever money uh, salary he accrues is used then to to pay for the theft. And the Torah says that uh, if the six years are over when he should go home, and he says, I love my master. I don't want to go. I want to stay. So then the Pasuk says, The master then should bring him to the Beisden. And he has to bring him close to the door. Or to the door post. And the master shall then bore a hole through his ear with an awl. <coughs> and he shall serve him for, for, uh, forever. So, uh, the, uh, Chazal say that why is it that specifically the, uh, the ear, uh, that uh, why is the ear bored? Why does that get the 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 holes? Rashi's question. Why, why does the Torah specify the ear as the specific limb that has to be that has to be pierced? So Rashi quotes Rabbi Yechonen ben Zakkai, Rabbi Yechonen ben Zakkai's statement in the in the Mechilta. It says the the ear which heard Hashem's commandment on Hasinai loisignayv. Thou shalt not steal. And then he went and stole. Let that ear be, be pierced. Now, the, the Taz, actually in, in, uh, in Chayshem Mishpat, Simon Shin Memches, asks a question on Rashi. It says, he doesn't understand 
the comparison between the ear that heard at Harsinai, thou shalt not steal, and then went and stole, let that ear be, be a priest. It seems that he's equating two entirely different issues. Because when we talk about the, the eighth commandment, uh, of the Aseris, Adibus of the ten, of the ten statements, which says, Lloyd Tigno, that shall not steal. So clearly, uh, going to all, virtually all of that's referring to actually kidnapping, stealing a, a person, while this Jewish slave who has been sold into slavery actually stole someone's property, for which he was unable to make, uh, to make a restitution. So ask the Taz, how can Rabbi Yochanan have a claim against the ear which heard on Hasinai and then went and stole? Right? Perhaps we could even say the Jewish slave's ear did hear that Hashem said on Hasinai, Loi Signov, don't kidnap. And in fact, this act of theft was something completely and totally different. It was the theft of someone's possessions, of his, of his valuables. And that was because uh, 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 you know, he never heard that prohibition. He never heard the prohibition of stealing property. He didn't, in fact, violate the the issue of the prohibition of of kidnapping because that he did hear, and that's why he didn't kidnap. He stole. Right? Now the Taz uh, 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 gives his own his own parish, his own answer to this uh, to this question. But there are other ways to to. Seemingly to answer the Taz's question. And then we can do it based on a statement of Rabbein Yon. Rabbein Yon says in Shari Tshuva, Shar Beis, that the human eye is a very, very harsh, it was a very distinguished part of the human body through which man has the ability to see the oiras, the lights of, of creation, which caused great simcha, glad in the heart, you see something beautiful, it caused a tremendous sense of, of simcha. He says, however, the ear is even more important, is even more distinguished. How do we know? Because Chazal say that uh, in a situation of, of damages, so it says, if someone damages a person's eye, so he has to pay the the inflicts damage on eye has to pay the value of the eye, but if a person chas makes another person deaf, so then he has to pay him the value of his entire body. In other words, as if he was a a slave being sold in 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 the market, and you'd have to pay the whole value. So we see from this the the tremendous significance of the ear over all the other organs and all the other parts of the of the body. Damage to any other area of the body, to any other limb, mandates just a payment for the value of that of that limb. But damage to the to the human ear, which is the source, the sense, and and and, and the you know the the place where a person has the ability to react to relate to the world through the act of hearing, results in a payment for the full value of the whole individual. But even that, that's difficult. Why is that, why is that the case? Why is the ear so, so, so important? You know, payment for damages, shalmi nezek, any kind of damages that one has to pay in, in, in halacha is usually payment 
for the fact that a person has lost the usage of that particular thing. You have to compensate him for what, what it is that he's lost. So how comes it when a person becomes deaf? What, what really has he, has he lost? I mean, the, the, the victim still has the ability to, to see as a sense of sight and the truth is anything he would need to hear can be, can be transcribed and, and he could, uh, he could, he could read it. Why, why should one who, who instills, uh, damage on, on the ear have to pay the, uh, what the one calls the mekule, the value of the entire, of the entire, of the entire person? So the Balamusa learned from here a very, very deep lesson about Yiddishkeit's view of what a person is. Western civilization focuses completely on the fact that man is what we call a homo sapien, which really means a man that thinks. And, and we do have that, that, uh, that uh, we do have the concept of thinking. But perhaps it wouldn't be too incorrect to say that Chazal also call man the, the, the hearing being, I don't know how to say that in uh, in Latin, but uh, someone that 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 can hear, the sense of hearing is not merely as one would generally understand, sort of a a superficial ability to absorb sound and words and their and their simple meanings. Rather, it's included in man's ability to listen. Is a, is a deep and, and fundamental understanding, not only of the words, but of the way the words are said. The, the, you know, not just the sounds, what, what we would call, I guess, hearing between the lines, or in, 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 uh, in Yiddish where we call it to deher, right? So, and beyond that, so this sense which connects human beings to the very inner depth of the meanings of the Torah, which the Bali Musa call the, the tsura of, of, of the, of the Torah, as opposed to sort of just the, uh, the, uh, external part of it, which Chazal called the, the choyme, the, the, the bare bones. The, the, the sense of hearing is, is thus that which is, uh, uh, kind of Man's opening, man, man's portal to real deep spiritual listening to, and to the message of Hashem and what it represents, which is in fact the whole purpose of man more than any other, more than any other sense. And therefore when that is taken away, so the, the, the victims, if this is what a human being, if this is what a yid is, the ability to hear, then taking it away, you're taking away really his whole humanity. And therefore, of course, in such a case, the one who causes such a, uh, a loss has to be liable for then for the person's entire, entire, uh, 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 value. And perhaps this is what Rav Yechelim and Zakai is, is actually saying when he analyzes this law that, uh, the Pasha of, of, of the, uh, of the Eber Ivri says, Perhaps while the simple meaning of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's commandment, Leisignav, in the Aseris Adivris, is referring to kidnapping, taking the body, but what the, uh, what this slave is being accused of, what he's being, uh, uh, taken to task for, right? He's already been guilty of stealing someone else's 
property, but that in fact is, is so central to his, uh, to his very essence as a Jew. As Rabbi Yechonik says in the Mechot that Rashi brings down, the slave's ear which heard Hashem at, at, at Asina say, Loi Signov, don't kidnap. If he heard that, he also should have heard something deeper. He should also have heard that the very basis of Akadosh Baruch Hu's tzivah, Akadosh Baruch Hu's command at that moment included also not only the kidnapping of the body, but also the taking of any of a human being's property. By, 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 by what he heard at, at Sinai, he should have been able to be madame, double, double, to be able to think deeper and deeper and understand more and more. And he should have then been able to distance himself from the very beginning, from any kind of act, from anything which was improper at, uh, at all, or, or from anything that, uh, wasn't at all legitimately belonging to him, be it another person or another person's property. So this is really the, 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 the depth. This is the kind of the profound meaning of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's, uh, eighth statement of the Aser Sederus. For every single statement that HaKadosh Baruch Hu said has as much more depth and much more meaning and, and can be understood on, on, on a variety of, of levels. Rav Yerchan is teaching us that it's absolutely incumbent upon a person who really has the gift of hearing Someone really has an ear that's, that's attuned. If he's, the, the, if he is achieving the essence of what we're saying a yid needs to be, someone who is cognizant, someone who is, who is here, and someone's able to hear the, on, on many levels, the manifold requirements that are explicit and, and implicit in, in what Akarish Barakhu says. So even according to the Taz, so the claim on, on the, on the Ever Ivri is, is now, is now very clear. The Torah's inner layer of meaning in Loi Signav, don't steal, i.e. don't kidnap, includes therefore, one should also not steal, one should not take someone else's, uh, uh, property. Therefore, Rabbi Yochanan's statement that the person whose ear that heard Hashem's first explicit command of not kidnapping, but didn't understand it, and then was still able to go and violate the the implicit command of taking someone else's property. That has to be pierced with a with a with a with an all. If it says we said that a nefesh chatas yumas, a person that doesn't have era has to uh, has to be killed. But someone who is just and does what is what is lawful and right. So, what does the person say? What does it mean he's done something that, what does, he, what does it mean he's done that which is just and that which is right? Says, he hasn't gone and, uh, slept with his neighbor's wife. And he's, he's gone in, in the ways of, of, of Akadish Baruchu. So, he shall surely lives, says Hashem Lekim. It's a Pasuk in, in, uh, in Yecheskel. So, the Gemara in Sanhedrin explains, what, what does the Navi mean? Oh, he's just, what did he do? He didn't, uh, he didn't, uh, uh, live, sleep with his neighbor's wife. What does it mean? So Chazal, Chazal say, so don't take it literally. It refers even to someone who didn't unduly compete with his friend's business. Yecheskel actually is, is talking about that, uh, 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 that, uh, 
HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives schar and einish, reward and punishment, and one of the things that Hashem uh, uh, warns against, of course, is any kind of sexual sexual sin, but the Chazal tell us that not only does Hashem talk about uh, uh, this this gross thing, right, uh, such a terrible violation of, of, of trust, but it's also, if anyone touches another person's uh, parnasa, another person's uh, 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 profession, he's yoyred lumnasa, so, so even though the, the Navi says one thing and the literal meaning refers to a, a, such a terrible crime, but, but we have to understand that everything that Hashem says is deeper and that, that is the, the essence of what a human being really is. We have to be people that listen and hear that understand the deepest understanding of what Hashem is telling us and, and that was what the, the Eved has done wrong and this is the message as we start the book of Mishpatim. And we're going to learn some of the laws and they seem, they seem banal, but we have to understand the deepness. We're going to come back with our discussion on Erevin. This is 101.9 High FM, soul to soul on the greatest Jewish radio station in all of Africa. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb. 101.9 Chai FM. This is soul to soul on a Friday afternoon here in Johannesburg. Erev Shabbos Kedish Pashas Mishpatim, the important times you need to know for this Shabbos are uh, candlelighting time this afternoon, standard Johannesburg candlelighting time in most communities is at quarter past six, 6.15 is the beginning of Shabbos, the latest possible time for lighting candles today is 6.41, 19 minutes before seven, Shkia is at one minute to, to seven, Shabbos Kodesh ends tomorrow night at 7.33. As we said, it is Shabbos Mevorchim. Rosh Chodesh Adarishon will take place on Tuesday and Wednesday of this coming, uh, of this coming week. So right in the middle of the week, we get a lift of, of a, uh, of a Rosh Chodesh, uh, the after this week. It's actually one of the afters we don't get to say too often because usually uh, Pasha's Mishpatim in a normal year would be would be Pasha's Golim, but uh, you know, enjoy it and 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 be part of what's uh, what's going on as we go into Adar and the build up to Adar. So we have a whole two months of of it to really to really get into it and really uh, really uh, enjoy it and get what out of Adar what it's supposed to be for a Jew and how it's supposed to uh, rivet us and, and focus us on our on our service of. We have started a discussion, a bare bones kind of discussion about an Eruv and uh, we're talking now about the, the construction of, of, uh, of, of an Eruv. We mentioned some of the details about building an Eruv last week in, uh, in last week's uh, Shia we spoke about, the poles we spoke about, we started to speak about the, the wire that has to go on top in order to turn a, a large area large residential residential area into a into a place where where it's considered a private a zone that people are allowed to to carry and so we're going to mention a few more things a few more details about the actual construction of the uh, of the area we're talking now about the the wire or string that has to go on top that has to uh, lie horizontally uh, across the the poles in order to Form the Tzuras Pesach in order to form the virtual doorway that uh, that allows the area to become to become a, 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 an Erev. So uh, 
one of the things we said that one has to be very, very careful that the wire or string that one is using that is that is uh, being spread totally across the top of the uh, of, of the poles and which is serving as kind of the the lintel of this of this surah of this virtual doorway so it has to be spread and has to be made taut that it is actually above and on top of the the vertical pillars that are forming the sides of the Erev, and it shouldn't be next, it shouldn't be on the side, it shouldn't be attached uh, 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 sort of uh, laterally next to it, it has to be on top of, of the uh, of the wire, because generally when one makes a, a doorway, so the, the lintel fits onto the tops of the uh, of the door posts, and it's not uh, it's not in front of it, but or behind it. It's actually uh, on uh, on top of it, and that is really what a uh, a tzura sapesach is. This is a, a image of, of what a doorway uh, should look like, and that means that the the lintel has to be on top of the of the vertical of the vertical poles, and even if the poles themselves are not that uh, that high. And uh, the the uh, the string or the wire, which is which is forming the 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 mashkaf, is much is much uh, higher. Let's say uh, one's using a, a, an electric wire as as the uh, as the, as the uh, as the uh, string that's going across. So nevertheless, so long as that uh, that wire is is stretched and and made taut. It has to be literally right above where the pole is, even if it's not touching it and the poles don't reach as high as the wire does. Nevertheless, it has to be sort of fine-tuned that, you, that you're, in, in fact, ensuring that the uh, the wire is in the airspace directly above where the pole where the pole is. And the minimum size for those poles uh, must be at le- a minimum size of at least... Ten tefachim, which is approximately one meter, one meter, uh, one meter high. Um, the uh, right, the, the where, where again, the even though it's low, the the the, the standing pillar, the standing uh, 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 pillar is, is considered then to be the the mezuzahs, because then considered then to be the the uh, the doorpost of the house, and the and the wire that's on top of it is the is the lintel to form this kind of virtual uh, a doorway. But again, if it's not, and I can't stress enough, if it's not spread uh, directly on top of the of the pillar, so then uh, the Erev is no good. It's, it's, it's not, it's not a valid, it's not a valid Erev. What happens if the poles themselves are not 100% straight, if they're a little bit, uh, a little bit uh, crooked, a little bit uh, bendy, so to speak? So then, what you have to do is ensure that the the wire is spread totally exactly above the 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 highest point the highest point of in order if the top of it is not is not a straight line but it's a diagonal so then the aerov has to go exactly upon the highest point of the of of the pole and if it was on top of any other point that actually is not the highest point, it's now on another point over it. So the Shulchan Aruch says that uh, such a such a a pole is 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 no good is is a uh, is 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 possible.
Now, if one's going to use, let's sort of say, electric poles or or uh, telephone poles with the with the wires, electrical wires and the phone wires that come along with those those poles. So again, those can't uh, uh, serve as a service You can't really use them because they're usually the the wires are not put on top of of the poles, but they're put next to it. You see that they're, they're they're attached to the to the pole, and they're the only way to then kind of kosherize it to be able to use those poles if one wants to as the verticals for one's uh Erev would have to uh would have to uh uh yeah one would have to then put up another another uh, a, a pole which uh next to it which could then stand directly beneath where the electric wires are and that could then be that could then be used as your as your tourist Pesach. We're going to come back with a further discussion in our last segment. This is Soul to Soul on 101.9 High FM. we got a few minutes left, so don't run away. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb. 101.9 High FM. We're back on your radio on Friday afternoon. Here, a little bit cloudy, a little bit uh, indecisive as to what the weather is going to be, but that's certainly not indecisive about the fact that it is Er Shabbos Kodesh, and we're going to go into a beautiful, beautiful uh, uh, Shabbos Baruch Hashem. So let's uh, go a little bit further in in our in our discussion. A few minutes uh, that that it's left in in terms of how. Just give us a bit of an idea of, of what it is that we uh, that's necessary in uh, in making in making an eruv. Not that we're about to necessarily uh, not that we're about necessarily to uh, to do it, but uh, just it's always something that's interesting to uh, to to know to know about. Now, we already said that uh, in order for something to act as one of the uh, sides. Of the of the uh, of the mechitza, the, the walls, so to speak, of the tzuras of the tzuras ha-pesach. So it doesn't need necessarily to reach all the way up, even to where the to where the uh, wires are on top. But as long as it's about ten tefachim or about a a fence that is about a, a meter high, is already considered like a good wall and 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 can and can already function as part. Of the uh, of the uh, of the eruv, and it uh, it works even in a situation where the area that is being closed off is an area that would qualify, even in the Torah's view, as being a as being a rishus harabim, as being a a uh, public area which we said has certain qualifications it has to be uh, uncovered it has to be uh, 16 amas about 8 meters wide it cannot uh, it cannot be walled and according to some there's a, a sort of a minimum requirement of people that uh, that use that uh, that uh, that area but even if the area that we're coming to close off is a is a real rishosarabim nevertheless this meter high fence works as as a as an Erev. Uh, and it doesn't really make a difference what uh, the fence is made out of. It doesn't have to be, you know, President Trump's uh, wall or whatever it is. It doesn't have to be, a, in fact, a wall at all. It can even be made up of a, of a whole network of, uh, 
of wires, you know, just just uh, just wires kind of going going uh, across, and uh, as long as the space between the the wires is less than about than three tefachim, less than less than about thirty less than about thirty uh, uh, centimeters, so that already uh, constitutes. A wall, so it could really be kind of a, a virtual wall. You could virtually have, uh, what, how many, how many wires would you even need, uh, for, for, for a, for a meter, right? Uh, what, ten, uh, few wires, and you already have a, 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 uh, a fence that reaches a, a top of, a height of, uh, of ten tfachim, and you've got yourself a, uh, a, a, a wall. Uh, that is considered a closed, a closed wall, and as you said, that that helps to even close off an area that was a a biblical a biblical rishus rishus Um If you're using a, 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 a fence, or you're using whether you're using a fence or whether you're using kind of what we discussed as the tzuras pesach or just uh, uh, sort of uh, pillars and uh, and wires, and you're using that to to surround. A, an area which you want to include in the, uh, in, in the, uh, in the Erev, and then your fence or your Tsuris Hapesa, if there breaks, what happens if there breaks in the fence, or there breaks areas where your Tsuris Hapesa doesn't, doesn't go. So the halacha is that so long as the breaks in the fence are less than 10 amas, which is about about four and a half meters, and if we add up all the breaks that exist throughout the entire area on on every side of the uh, of the uh, of whatever city, whatever area that you, is that you're that you're uh, that you're wanting to to close up, that you're wanting to uh, uh, make a, a, an area, and there was. Count whole fence or all the different tzuras uh, pesach that are surrounding the whole the whole city, uh, and and uh, if if the breaks are less than that than that amount, so according to Mishnah Bura, the eruv is uh, is kosher. Others argue that Rachashulchan wants to uh, wants to say that uh, you have to judge not just one side but the whole the whole uh, the whole eruv. As being one, and and you can't have a uh, a, um, a maximum of of ten amos across across the whole the whole area. But uh, it's an interesting it's an interesting discussion, and one that perhaps we need to uh, we need to go into. But uh, the clock is telling us that it's ready time for us to to go and uh, to make way for for the news and then the other programming and music that's going to bring us close to to uh, to Shabbos Shabbos Kodesh. I, I hope you've enjoyed today's program. Thank you so much for, for listening. Again, as always, if there are comments, suggestions, criticisms, ideas, please don't hesitate to be in touch. We are always looking to enhance the show, to improve the show, to, to bring whatever it is that the, the, uh, listening public wants to hear and wants to be informed about. And uh, just leaves me the minute to, to wish each and every one of you the most beautiful of uh, Shabbatot together as a family, as, as a unit, as, as a community to learn, to grow, to spend time, to, to find true inner peace 
and mostly to work on listening, using the gift of hearing in the deepest possible way. Possible, thank you for being us and to everyone a good shot.